1: Judge Janine Piro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Janine Piro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now here's Judge Janine Piro.
2: There's so much that happened this week in America. We saw some of it play out on national television as uh, Congressman Matt Gates pretty much uh, blew up the speakership in the House and uh, got eight. Congress people to join with every Democrat. You know the Democrats are always united. Uh, To throw out the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, And whatever his reason was, the bottom line is that the house is now in chaos. Everyone's gone home. There is no speaker. There is no work going on. And, you know, I have no problem with people thinking that they're doing the right thing. But I do have a problem when these people have absolutely no idea what they're going to do after they blow up the ship. So they blow up the speaker ship. And they don't have anyone in place to take over. There isn't any plan. The ship is just floating along while they all go home. This is part of the Republicans' problem. They don't stay together as a team. All they do is look to satisfy their own egos. And look, Congressman Matt Gates has been looking to do this for almost nine months. And you got Speaker McCarthy, who spent eight months and prevented a shutdown. He did everything he could. And you know, the Democrats, they kept saying the Republicans are going to shut the government down. They're going to shut the government down and nobody's going to get a paycheck. And the poor people who live paycheck to paycheck, the Republicans are horrible people. The Speaker McCarthy ends up not shutting the government down, making sure that no one lost a paycheck. And what do they do? They throw him out. This is a sad day in America when every metric for the Republicans is up, whether it's crime, whether it's the border, whether it's the economy. The Biden administration is a disaster, and the Republicans decide to literally self-implode. They are not very smart, and I am disgusted with them. I really am, and if you're a Republican, you should be too. All right, that's one issue that happened. The next issue has to do with the fact that now, all of a sudden, Joe Biden makes a turnaround. He says the law requires him to build the law. Joe, are you stupid? Didn't you know that in 2019? Of course he knew it, but he said he tried to get Congress to change their minds for this uh, ex, uh, 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 appropriation, but Congress didn't. That's baloney. I'll tell you why. They had the House, they had the Senate, and they had the Oval. Why is he now looking to build a wall? Which, by the way, he says doesn't work. Kareem Jean-Pierre says doesn't work. He, he's building the wall because he is losing his he's losing everything. He is losing on the issue of the border. There are like 70% of Americans think that he's a disaster on the border. And every time we've got another city that is being subjected to the influx of migrants, a city town or village that is not ready for them, we see the mess and the anger at the Democrats for allowing this invasion to happen. And we've also got this week, we got Hunter Biden, just for a few laughs. Hunter Biden shows up in court to plead not guilty. He has a buzz cut. Now, why does Hunter Biden have a buzz cut? Hunter Biden has a buzz cut because drugs stay in your hair longer than they stay in your system. So you can do a urine test, you can do a blood test, and some drugs move out very quickly, but they stay in your hair. And if the judge monitoring whether or not he's continuing to use uh, drugs was able to take more than a, a third of an inch of hair, they might see that he's been doing drugs for a long time time. Uh, And specifically, I think it was at the end of June when uh, he went to his friend's house and they had a bong. I think it was one of his lawyers. Uh, But he cut his hair. And that's what defendants do, folks. And that's what's going on. So you're going to hear from Congressman Nick Langworthy on what's going on in Congress. And also we've got our friend Curtis Sliwa is going to talk about what's going on with immigration, with the illegals entering our towns, villages and cities and literally tearing them apart. But what I want you to hear is one woman and one woman who I think is an example of why the Democrats are now afraid. We come in a community of black people where we already get the low scraps. And then you want to take the little scraps, the resources that we have, and put us at the bottom of the barrel? That's not fair. It is unsanitary, it's unsafe, and it's just not right. God bless them. And that's the minority community in Chicago. And when it gets to that point, we're not just talking about people in the know. When it gets to the average American who says, you're putting me a citizen behind someone who is an illegal, whose name we don't even know, whose criminal record we don't know, whose medical history we don't know, hogwash on that. And that's why you're seeing the Biden administration change. But it's all coming up here in just a few minutes here. And never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org.
1: This is The Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Piro show. Now here's Judge Janine Firo.
2: My first guest today and I think one of the most important guests that we've had on the show on the issue of immigration is Curtis Lee what? Well, you all know who he is. He created the Guardian Angels. He's in charge of the Guardian Angels. you hear him on WABC. Uh, he is a rebel. He is an organizer. He is a fighter. And he fights for what he believes in. And that's why I am thrilled to have him on the show, especially on this Sunday after the week that we saw in the United States where the Biden administration did a U-turn and then lied about the fact that they did a U-turn and said they were forced to do it. Uh, And we've got more illegals now coming into the country on a daily basis than we ever have in the history of this country. The question is, is it good for you? Is it good for your family, your children, your grandchildren? How is it impacting the schools and the hospitals and jobs and all of the facilities that are now being used up and taken away from American citizens to house illegal aliens? And let's not kid each other and sugarcoat it, folks. They're not all looking for asylum. They are not all fleeing persecution. You only have the right to come to this country for a um, asylum political asylum if the government is after you if you will be jailed and tortured not because it's poor where you live not because there are gangs where you live not because you think you'll go to America and live off the Americans so if you don't get my sense of where I'm co- the sense of where I'm coming from you'll get it from Curtis Slewa Curtis what kind of week was it in the United States this week
3: Now nah, it's horrible although we now move in today Sunday I get the sausage and pepper sandwich at the various Christopher Columbus <laughs> festivals from Long Island to the Bronx, all over the country, except in those areas where they changed it to Indigenous People's Day. Yeah. And then the big parade uh, Monday up Fifth Avenue uh, honoring the contributions of Italian-Americans over the, the decades, which are sizable. And it also brings up the immigration issue because on my mother's side, Francesca Barres, uh, they came in legal. On my father's side, Polish, they came in legally. They had to wait. They had to go through Ellis Island. They had to be vetted. Medical checkups. You didn't pass your medical checkup. They had no hesitation to split the family and send whoever was ill or couldn't pass physical mustard right back to where you came from. And that's just the way it is. You didn't have an appeal process and that because they did it for the good of the country. And you had to have a sponsor. I'll tell you one quick story, Jeanine. My grandfather, Fidelio Bianchino, couldn't read, couldn't write. So his wife, Nicoletta, who could, was writing to his cousin who had a funeral parlor in East New York, Brooklyn. We want to come over. We need a sponsor. There's Nicoletta. There's me and four children. By the time they got over to Ellis Island, because it took forever, there were 12 kids, and there was my mother, the last drop, the only one born here in America. And Mesta shows up at Ellis Island, and he starts counting, and the immigration officer says— is that your cousin there? You're going to sponsor them. I never saw those people before in my oh, life. My you're grandfather, kidding. my grandfather went nuts. Yeah, he wanted to kill the guys. Of course. So they were ready to send them back. Another relative emerged to sponsor Came in and him, saved them. And to the day he died, he said, "Because my Kumada set was Sula Mesta, uh Lemesta's daughter. She ran the funeral parlour business. He said, Wanyang, which means child." When I die, you will not lay me out in a Lamesta funeral parlor or <laughs> I will put the malukia on you. The we evil eye. we all
2: know what the malukia is. But, you know, Curtis, you brought up a really important point. You said that coming through Ellis Island, it, whoever was ill got sent back or had to wait at the very least. Uh, right now, we have a president who has uh, allowed the illegals to come through during the pandemic, not testing them. Not forcing them to take a COVID shot when nurses and and cops have to take a shot or they lose their jobs. And just sending them all over the country. Now, there is now talk of tuberculosis in schools across the country. Now, let's not kid each other about where all of a sudden this came from. We don't need, we not only don't test for any illnesses, we allow them to get away with what Americans can't get away with in terms of illnesses, a fundamental uh, uh, issue as to whether or not you can get in.
3: Imagine we who would have ever thought we would now have leprosy in central Florida. That's the result of the illegals coming in. Malaria, tuberculosis. We thought we had wiped it out. Right. The New York City Board of Health reports that there is such an explosion of tuberculosis only in the last year that they don't have enough medical personnel or skilled personnel to deal with it. Now, you talk about asylum. You're going to have to take people with TB, and you're going to have to put them on an island where maybe eventually they could recover, but you're going to have to separate them from the general population because that spreads like wildfire. I mean, you have a 1,000 single able-bodied men in a tent. Some of them with tuberculosis, they start coughing up. Everybody gets it. It spreads to the general population. We're back to where we were
2: decades ago. This is insanity. It is insanity. And now, all of a sudden, Joe Biden says, you know, there was money for the wall. And I tried to get Congress to reallocate that money, which makes me not believe what he's saying because he had the House and the Senate and he's got the Oval. Uh, and so now we're going to build a wall now. He doesn't think the wall works. Corrine Jean-Pierre doesn't think the wall works. Uh but uh Alejandro Mayorkas says it works and now it doesn't work. He had to do a flip cuz he was they all lie. You know, you can't keep up with the lies. Nah, but you know, Joe
3: Biden, you know, he's a little mature He's probably thinking the Berlin Wall, you know. You he, know
2: what? But I can't laugh about it Curtis because he's hurting us. He's hurting America. And now that he's let everyone in and just smiles and smirks at us in this condescending kind of I got I got you all I you know, you say to yourself, when is enough enough? But let me let me go back to the original sure. premise. Sure. The, the original issue is when we've got 10,000 coming in a day and this administration is trying to stop Greg Abbott from putting those floating barriers uh, on, on the river and they stopped him. Same with Arizona. They stopped Arizona, not with the floating barriers, but they tried to build a wall. And now all of a sudden they say, we're going to send the Venezuelan back. You lying sackish garbage. The truth is you gave 470,000 of them work visas from Venezuela. 48 hours later, you're telling us you're going to send them back? What is going on? There's
3: not going to be deportation. You know there's going to be no attempt to pick them up now that they're in the United States. So that's all being said for public consumption. You, the, the long-term plan, we have to be real with the people. The Democrats want to create an environment where they have future voters who will be beholden to the Democratic Party to the ends of time. Like the Irish were when they came over uh, during the potato famine. Republicans wanted nothing to do with Catholics at that time, and especially the Irish. So Tammany Hall showed up. The Irish Catholics got off the boat. They gave them some money. They hooked them up with an apartment. It was it was squalor, but it was something. And they said, "Always remember us. We're going to come around. Voting yep. day, you got to vote Democrat." You walk into an Irish household now, and you see pictures on the wall, yep, and their allegiance to the Democrats. And you ask the, the three generations later, "Why do you still vote for Democrats?" Well, my grandparents, my great-grandparents yep. said, without the Democrats, we wouldn't be here. Yep. So in the future, I predict, Jenny, you're going to walk into a, ha- a household of a Venezuelan. They're going to have up on the uh, wall uh, Jesus Christ. They're going to have Lady of Guadalupe. They're going to have their Papa Chulo, Joe Biden. And their who's your Dankie, uh, Yankee guy, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. And they're going to say, because of those two guys— we were able to come into America, always vote Democrat.
2: Well, okay, so I get that. That's what they do. That's what they've done historically. Exactly. They get them in. That's why I've always said, I said this three years ago, when will enough be enough? You know, if they, right now... What we've got in in, uh, in New York City is a mayor who kind of a little bit goes after Biden, but not a lot. But now is he in South America somewhere? Uh, why? He's, he,
3: he's uh, touring the nightlife of Mexico City, Quito why? in Ecuador, why and is, Bogota.
2: Why isn't he in Washington? What does he do? He's a mayor. What is he doing in a foreign country? Well, all he's
3: got to do is hang out at the Roosevelt Hotel where all of the illegals come in each day, 800 off the buses. Remember, two weeks ago, he described Abbott as being a madman, Governor Abbott yeah. of Texas. Yep. Governor Abbott said, Oh, I'm a madman. I was sending 400 a day. Now I send 800. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Shut your mouth. Abbott comes up to New York for a day. Would have made sense for Eric Adams and To meet with him. Behind closed yeah. doors. Yep. Meet with that. How can we come together? Because we're getting killed and you're getting killed. We have a mutual enemy. That is the President of the United States who will do nothing about closing the border. Wouldn't even do that. They called Abbott names. So if you're in Abbott's position and you are taking his problem and making it all the sanctuary city and sanctuary state's problem, it behooves you to sit down because he controls All these buses.
2: And if you look at Chicago, 1,250 illegals a day now. Well, you know what? And that Brandon Johnson is, like, welcoming them. They're not saying anything about it. But here's the thing, Curtis. This is what I think is the turning point. You had 600 people in a park in Chicago. And I lived in Chicago for years when I had a syndicated show. These people are minorities, black Uh, Hispanics and they're like we're Americans you're taking a park away from our kids you're putting us at the back of the line so you know what Curtis it's no longer just the mayors and this and that these are voters this is his constituency and they're saying do not do this to us and I used one of the quotes in my open uh, earlier before you came on to me that's a turning point where the ordinary people, not the politicians, the people who've got skin in the game only to the extent that it affects their daily life, it's not about their political lives, are saying we can't do this anymore. And yet the Biden administration, the guy is clueless. He's stunad, whatever you want to call him. And he is just imposing this on all of us. 151 terrorists, known terrorists, have come through in the last year. Okay, what about the Godaways? What about the pedophiles? Do you know that guy in, in Pennsylvania who got out of the prison who did that crab walk up the, Brazilian, the wall? The Brazilian. The Brazilian. Right. He killed someone in Brazil. Yep. He was wanted in Brazil. Yep. We let him in with open arms. He killed someone in America. And then he's on the run. Well, How well, many people give well, you I'll give think- you,
3: a, I'll give you a simple analysis. Let's look at Chicago I'm familiar with. I, I My we first five Chicago. years was 46 in Rockwell, South Side, yeah. Sherman Park, Edgewood. All these places, predominantly black communities that yep. are upset. Because now all their needs have been put to the back of the bus. That's
2: right. Curtis Lee, (laughs) great to have you on. Take care.
1: this is the janine bureau show now here's judge janine bureau
2: welcome back to the judge janine tunnel the towers foundation show joining us now is the former chair of the new york state republican party and we definitely miss him uh, but he now is a congressman representing New York's 23rd District. Please join me in welcoming Congressman Nick Langworthy to the Judge Janine Tunnel the Tower show. Now, um, Congressman, you know, I, I'm always like ready to call you Nick, but uh, you are a congressman and you're being a congressman on this show uh, in particular today, Sunday, is incredibly important given the mess that went on in Congress this week. We had eight Uh, Republican congressmen and uh, well, actually seven men, one congresswoman who voted to get Kevin McCarthy out. And uh, now we're in the middle of I don't know what, but it seems like a mess. What what happened and where are you on this whole situation?
4: Uh, Well, first, thanks for having me back, Judge. Um, But I mean, we got mugged. I mean, essentially, you have eight breakaway, uh, frankly, traitors to the Republican Party that join with the entirety of the Democratic leadership of this country to take out our absolute best player, our Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Um, he has done an amazing job. He built this majority, and um, he's been taken off the field. And it, it's it's unconscionable, it's unfair, uh, and it's unwarranted. Well, I mean, that... These people, these purists that, that can't understand that we have a four-seat majority, and this is tough. Uh, they don't get it,
2: frankly. Well, well, they don't get it. And the amazing part of it is that Kevin McCarthy was able to get us through without a shutdown. And the Democrats were relying on a shutdown. They were like, they're going to shut it down. Ordinary Americans, uh, you know, military families are not going to get their checks. People have paycheck to paycheck. How are they going to survive? These Republicans, you know, let's make, yeah, they're going to have a shutdown. Corrine Jean-Pierre in the middle of press conferences in D.C. is talking about predicting a shutdown. Kevin McCarthy avoids a shutdown and the thanks he gets is he gets his butt kicked out of uh, the speakership. Now, I, you know, I respect the, the the purism, you know, but, you know, when we in America have to watch this sausage mess being, it's not being made, it's being busted up by some unhappy people when we have never been stronger in terms of every metric, whether it's crime, immigration, the economy, the Biden administration's in, in hot water right now. Joe Biden is a, is a uh, he, he is, he he is incapable of communicating with the American people. Uh, he is—he's is decrepit in terms of his, you know, his physical as well as his mental ability. And now the, the the Republicans decide they want to blow it up for themselves in a year. It's we got a year before the next presidential election, and we're so stupid, Nick. We are so stupid. Every Democrat voted. With those malcontents, and they joined the MAGA Republicans to take out a moderate Republican, Kevin McCarthy.
4: How stupid are we? I I mean, we have what we have, these people that masquerade and claim to be the most conservative among us. They're, They're radical chaos merchants, and frankly, I'm starting to call them Joe Biden Republicans because that's the only person that they aided and abetted by taking out our speaker uh, is Joe Biden. His agenda will march forward. If we can't uh, get our act together, what they've done here has probably plunged us into a month of disarray in terms of reorganizing, trying to reelect the new speaker. You need 218 votes. Uh, You know, people have different opinions. I have great respect for everyone that's put their name forward. And I'm committed right now uh, on the race uh, because I'm all ears because frankly the speaker we had was the best speaker uh kevin mccarthy that we could have right now uh and if we had any sense in our head we'd bring him back uh but but these purists these anarchists um they can't understand that this this you don't get your own way a hundred percent of the time in government. Well, and when you have divided government, you have to do a deal with the other side. Otherwise the government shuts down and no one, I didn't run for office to shut down the government. I did it to take care of the people of Western New York and the Southern tier.
2: I got to tell you, Kevin McCarthy, when he walked out, I, I just remember, I think I was sitting, it was right before the five and we, all of us were sitting at the table and, uh, the five on Fox, of course, if, if anyone listening doesn't know my reference, but, uh, I saw him walk out and I said, what a class act. There was no anger. There was nothing. This is a man who raised enormous amounts of money for congressional candidates. This is a man who brought in minorities, women, military people into Congress. This is a guy who fought to have a Congress that was representative of Americans. And so you've got Matt Gates and Andy Biggs and a few others who say, let's take down the Republicans. And they say, look, we want to, we had to take the bandage off sooner or later. Well, you know what? Wait until after a presidential year. Wait until, you know, maybe we're already in the hole, But we're not. We've got a president who's inept, who's incompetent. Now the president with 10,000 people coming through a day in, in El Paso, now all of a sudden he's saying, I got to build a border wall. And to the left, he's saying, I really don't think the wall, you know, stops anything. Well, uh, you know, so he's got, he's got the ability now to say, I'm building the wall. Now that people are really upset about the immigrants coming in and uh, I'm going to start to send people back to Venezuela. When, two weeks ago he we was giving them all work permits you know we're giving him a chance to rehabilitate himself while we destroy ourselves so where is congress now i mean is everybody home now after they blew up the ship
4: well they shut down the floor on us we can't take any official actions we can't move our appropriations process forward and now we have to go we're in the we've we're plunged into a speaker's election so you know as is uh as we talk here today i'm in between conference meetings on Zoom and teleconferences, listening to candidates for speaker, you know, talk to the various caucuses. And um it's a long process. And someone's gotta get to two hundred and eighteen votes before they can be considered because I'll be damned if we go through this the the masquerade that we did at the beginning of the year. votes for
2: McCarthy. Ballots. Fifteen votes
4: we need to have two eighteen before we leave conference. Yeah. Uh because uh, we can't afford. But how uh, can
2: you, Congressman, how can you get to 218 when you've got these people on the right who are insistent that you get the, as you call them, purists? I mean, is anyone that you put up, uh, would they be satisfied with a Scalise? Would they be satisfied with a Jim Jordan? Who does Matt Gates want after he blew up the ship? I mean, frankly, I don't know what the chaos Caucus's uh
4: plan is here, but I do know that most of what happened to Kevin is about personal vendetta. They took their personal beef, their personal grapes, and they, they, they've dragged the Congress to a halt. And they should be held to account by their constituents because we haven't accomplished a damn thing by this. It's taken Republicans back probably five years in the actions that they take. Because we look like a, a group that even though we've put some great legislative hands yep. on the board, we've dragged the the, the, the country uh, from the absolute freight train that Biden was driving towards a spending cliff. Uh, we've, we've dragged that back from the brink. We've dragged Schumer back from the brink. We were driving the train on appropriations and getting our work done, and now we're halted. It's it's just so it's, it's infuriating, so, Janine. It, it is is uh, we we ninety six percent of the caucus is on one side of this. They stole our leader. This would be like the New England Patriots voting Tom Brady off the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, he's he's the best leader we had. He was our MVP, and now he's been sidelined because of the selfish, petty actions of of eight.
2: Okay. All right. Attention. So, so because you don't have a speaker, you can't do any work. I mean, is that is that the... everything
4: is absolutely dragged to a halt until we elect a speaker? So, hopefully, next week when we return to Washington, we're going back on Monday uh, that we will be able to uh, have our candidate forum and and hopefully we come to some consensus. I think they should lock the damn door and not let us out
2: until we. Finish. I don't think you should have gone home. I don't think anyone I, should I have agree been allowed with you
4: out. on that, I was pissed off. Because there's no reason. Well, I mean, how do you look your constituents in the eye and say, you know, we got two hands on the wheel when they're like, oh, oh shucks, we have no leader, go home. I stayed uh, well, around for two days just in case they, you know, they change their mind. Let but me ask you something. So
2: many people had left. Congressman, what would make Matt Gates happy? Who does he want? I, I don't. I mean,
4: he just, you know what made Matt Gates happy? When he walked down the steps of that Capitol after he was successful in his his uh his mission here and there are 50 cameras surrounding him that's the only thing that makes matt gates happy so um well what
2: you know, about nancy mace i'm pretty i'm pretty uh teed off at nancy mace i mean doesn't she, she, she uh, see she, the harm that this does uh she's the new chuck schumer of the
4: house house republican conference there's a you know a camera is is what she seeks the attention is what she seeks and uh, she, she has no legitimate gripes that would have led to a – this has never happened in the history of the Congress. We need to, I guess, restate that. This yeah. has never happened before. This is unprecedented. This isn't, this isn't we just had a disagreement and he had to go. No, they, we just dreamt up a reason to throw out our speaker. I mean, it doesn't even make sense.
2: Well, it's not just throwing out the Speaker. It's throwing out the Speaker and bringing Congress to a halt. It's throwing out the Speaker and the defendants. The defendants, listen to me. The Democrats in my DA days. The Democrats are the ones who are assisting those who throw in the anarchists. And so now it's what the Democrats love, chaos and anarchy. That's what they want. And they helped Matt Gaetz get it. So and the
4: Democrats are raising funds off of it. And I must have gotten 10 emails and texts from Matt Gates while the proceedings were going on on the floor. That's despicable. And all the rest of them are doing the same thing. Nancy Mace is doing the same thing. Uh, this is this is reprehensible behavior. And there has to be accountability. There has to be uh, some consequences. And that's something that we're going to have in the discussions in the Speaker's election.
2: You know, uh, Kevin McCarthy, you know, he has worked so hard not just to be Speaker, but as I said, going around the country, raising money, trying to bring in new blood into Congress. And I mean, the thanks he gets, I mean, thrown out, as you say, I think it was 115 years ago this may have happened uh, in the 1800s. I mean, it's just crazy. Stuff and um, they humiliated the man, humiliated them for their own edification. But what edification? What did they get out of it? The fact that they left Congress in a- unable to do any work shows me that they didn't really care about anything other than that personal gratification. All right, Why don't you tell my listeners, just for a couple of minutes, all the things that the House has done under Kevin McCarthy, the bills that you guys got passed, the fact that the Senate won't take it is not the House's fault, that congressional oversight, all the stuff that's come out against uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, what the, the, the DOJ won't bother to do, the House is doing, they blew up the House's investigation
4: our, our, our actually our subpoenas are in question now because the speaker is not the speaker anymore that signed uh, the oh, subpoenas wow. so that this is this is absolutely putting everything on hold and it's allowing you know court challenges to the work that we're doing uh, but th- this majority this year we have passed a comprehensive energy policy we have passed a border security bill uh, we have Curb spending. We're in the pro- uh, process of writing appropriations bills that write um, many of the departments of this government back to pre COVID levels. We were doing the things that they were claiming that Kevin lied about uh, because we happened to need more time. We needed an extension, we needed yeah. 45 days to finish our work. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they did not have a legitimate gripe. We have put wins on the board, we have differentiated our party with theirs, we've given a different direction to the United States of America as to why to keep us in the majority and why to vote Republican for president, frankly. Mm-hmm. And it isn't an America. It's an America first agenda. Yep. Yep. And, and there's not a damn word that they could have objected to in any of our policies. And this was a convenient excuse. They They used the C.R., um, you know, the purists thought that the debt, debt limit uh, situation was going to be 100% in our area. It doesn't work that way. You have a president who's a Democrat. You have a Senate that's Democrat. You have a House that's Republican. We've outkicked the coverage, frankly.
2: Yep. We yep. are.
4: We have a four-seat majority in one half of one third of the federal government.
2: Amazing. And
4: and our leader has taken us uh, to great heights. And and he was deposed for no reason in, in this vain, disgusting display.
2: Well, you know, so Kevin McCarthy, I mean, did, have you spoken to him? Do you know what he's going to be doing now? I I, I talked to him
4: uh, that, that afternoon um, mm-hmm. after he made his announcement in conference, and yeah, it was an emotional time for everybody. Sure. And, it was emotional yeah, for uh, me. We had our leader taken away from us. Someone that's, that's just, you know, stood by each and every one of us. And well, uh, you know, especially for the freshman, I think because he he led the way. um, You know, he encouraged me to run for Congress, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it's something that you know, the circumstances around my race. This was nothing I planned to do, and so so this is this is a huge loss to a lot of us. He's still a member of Congress. He's still going to be around. And I got to tell you, if I was one of those eight, I'd be a little worried. You got a hell of a lot of money.
2: Well, not only that, I mean, he's got a hell of a lot of respect. And I think now more than ever, people realize that this was a petty personal fight. And, you know, if it was, let's assume I'm wrong. Let me give them the benefit of the doubt that they wanted things done in a pristine, perfect way in a house of whores, with all due respect to you and a bunch of others. You know, where the Democrats join the MAGA Republicans to oust a moderate Republican, you know that that's a dance that only the devil does. But let's assume that they want to be purists. You, why don't you be a purist when we are not fighting the most inept administration in American history, an administration that is allowing millions of illegals about whom we know nothing. We don't know their names. We don't know whether or not they have criminal records. We don't know whether or not they're diseased. And in fact, if they are diseased when we had the pandemic, they didn't have to take a vaccine or a COVID shot. Um, And now they're in the schools, in the hospitals. They're in all the... 50% of the hotels in New York City have illegals in And I'm not calling them migrants. I'm not calling them asylum. They're illegal immigrants. Your family came here. My family came here. They did it the right way. When I was a DA, uh, uh, Congressman uh, Nick Longworthy, what I did was once a month I would swear in those newly uh, um, uh, naturalized citizens. They couldn't wait to swear allegiance to the United States. So Congressman Nick Longworthy, we very much appreciate your being here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Uh, And we thank you. Thank you for your work. Good luck going back to Congress. I don't envy you.
4: It's always great to be with you, Judge. You know, there's a lot of great people that are working hard. And, um, you know, uh, unfortunately, there's there's a very small minority among us that are trying to derail the efforts. We're not going to be stopped.
2: Well, let's hope not. All right. Take care. Take care. All right. And never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. And up next here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will gabble out with my closing argument.
1: Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro.
2: You've heard what a mess we're in right now. We've got a, uh, a president who changed his mind only because Americans can't take the influx of immigrants anymore into the schools, their hospitals, their social security, uh, or a social safety net. Uh, Americans being thrown out of hotels. Uh, because uh, they've got illegals that they have to put in there. And uh, the thing that really upsets me is what happened in Massachusetts with people, military families, 70 of them being thrown out of a uh, hotel just before the Army-Navy game. I mean, talk about patriotic. I mean, the Army-Navy game is one of the biggest, most patriotic sports events in America. And they threw out military families, academy graduates, uh, former uh, uh, veterans, and uh, they did so to put illegals in those rooms. And guess who's paying for it? You and me, folks. So the money of the people who put their lives on the line for America wasn't good enough. We have to pay for illegals. We're in a hell of a mess, folks. And if you don't remember this, in November of 2024, then you're part of the problem. We've got a country that is in a mess right now. We've got people, Americans, who are not being listened to. We've got violence on our streets, chaos at the border, fentanyl coming through, human trafficking, and they play politics in Washington. And it is a very, very, very stunning situation that's going on there when they should be working for us. I got to tell you, folks, I don't know how we get term limits. I just don't. Um, You know, they have to pass it. We've got to do something. We've got to get them out. And everyone says, well, you know, Janine, an election is a term limit. No, not if not if it's in in an area where someone who's made so much money and has been able to buy friendships and, you know, uh, is able to continue to be popular and in everyone's face. You know, that's not fair either. But. In any event, uh, it is something that we need to focus on and make sure that we pay attention to. Next week will be very interesting to see what the House does with respect to the speaker's race and how many times it takes to get a new speaker in. And we can thank, we can thank all the Democrats and eight Republicans for the mess we're in. Take care. I'll see you next Sunday. We're out of time. God bless. And you know what? Take care of yourself when you're out there. See you next week, same time, same place.